Hello and welcome to another edition of Childhood Remastered. This is the podcast where we look back on the cartoons and movies and TV shows and whatnot of our youth to see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which is far too often the case. I am Sean. And I'm Chris. And today we're going to be looking at a show that... Is a user request by Sean. Thank you? Yeah, and... And I have to say that uh, without giving too much away, this could possibly be, and I will make the argument later, that this is, I will say, the worst thing we've watched so far. I don't believe you. And I, and I, we both watch the same thing. This is, this is the worst show, honestly, out of the, what, like 68 or 70 shows that we've watched. This is episode 89. Yeah, so. we, there was a couple of... Movies two and two, and two, two and three, three parters. parters. So out of the out of the sixty or sixty five, seventy, whatever amount of shows that we've watched, for me this is easily the worst one, and that is that is counting My Little Pony, the original, and Zelda, and Zelda. Oh, so okay. Well, I guess we'll see. Yeah, this week we're watching Street Sharks. <laughs> Street Sharks was an American, Canadian, and animated series about the adventures of crime-fighting half-men, half-sharks. 40 episodes over a period of uh, a couple of years here. September 11th, 1994 through May 18th, 1997. It's three seasons, but the first season is really... It's like three, three episodes. Three, four episodes. Yeah. So it was actually created... To promote an ex- a pre-existing Mattel toy line, yeah, like many name, like many shows in like in, Jason the Wheeled Warriors. Yeah, this was example. this was more of a thing that happened in the mid to late '80s, where you would have, or actually out throughout the '80s, that you would have a, a toy line that would be created and then let's make a cartoon about it. Yeah, for, but they were doing it in the '90s, obviously, yeah. because here we got Street Sharks in September of 94. Now let's let's take a trip back in the Wayback Machine. Did you watch this show when it was on? Oh yeah. Yeah, I did. So 1994, we were 11. Yeah, we were primo demographic for this. We were primo demographic <laughs> and, and I I really enjoyed this. My brother's 2 years younger than me and he absolutely loved this show too. Actually, my brother was far more into the show than I was. I thought it was cool. But I liked Biker Mice from Mars a little more myself, mm-hmm. which we have not watched yet. And I, to be fair, have not seen it since it was on. So I don't know if it's any good either. I remember my dad loved that show, Biker Mice from Mars. He had the... He so had, it's possible he that, had, that show could not be it, as bad as this one. He had the action so. figures. He actually went out and bought as like an adult man when that show came out in, like the, in the mid-90s. He bought the action figures. I remember them sitting on his mantle. That's my, that, and that is not something that like my dad does. I mean, he might have got him as a gift but that's not something that he does he doesn't go out and buy like action figures that's very he's bizarre more, he's more of like a gun guy and he yeah, always has been that's very uh, that's very weird so you watched it you liked it when you were younger I did I had was it a regular show that you watched I, I honestly it all feels like a fucking blur at this point <laughs> I mean how long ago is that it feels like a blur I yeah. gotta say and I remember the 
Street Sharks! Like, just that part of it. I remembered nothing else of the <laughs> intro. I remembered nothing about the show other than that there is a bad guy in a giant sort of Mechanical robot Lex Luthor suit. And then you had a bunch of random sharks that uh, I forgot were related. And... <laughs> Yeah, that, and, and like I remembered nothing about this other than that there was a character named Big Slamu. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. That's all I remembered, and and like I have zero recollection of any of this other than I thought it was cool. They had sharp teeth. The toys were cool, and and it had a lot of nineties tood, which made me feel really cool. What I, what about you? What do I, you? I was remember, it a blur for you too? I remember the show, but yeah, it's mostly a blur. It's it's bits and pieces. It's it's. I remember the fact that they could swim through the street, which is why they were like street sharks in my mind. They would they would actually like go through concrete and cement like they were swimming through water, and you could only see their fins. I remember that part. See, I didn't even remember that. I, that was like that's like the one thing that I remember about them and and on it honestly i don't remember anything else about this show i remember watching it for sure but holy cow i don't remember really anything about the i remember that they were sharks i didn't even remember the bad guy it, it was it was not a show that i was like super into i think it was one that i would watch if it came on but but man i did not watch this show with any regularity to get any kind of any kind of, of of love for this show, like apparently some people have. Some people remember this show super fondly and love yeah, it. Yeah, there's a lot. Because they mean, all saw it from age like 8 to 12 and they just thought it was the coolest freaking thing. Yeah, if you go and you look up reviews on like IMDb, They're there are high. tons and tons of reviews. Well, I think the show overall rates a 6.4 out yeah. of 10, but there's almost 1,800 reviews yeah. I mean, that's a lot of reviews for a show. Here, here's what I think happened. This show is, this show is like the equivalent of what Ninja Turtles was for us, but for kids that came slightly after us. Like, your like kid, they're five years. Yeah, like uh, we were born. Younger. We were born in '83, and your kids that were born in like '88. 80, you know, 87, 88, this was their Ninja Turtles. Because by the time they were born, Ninja Turtles had already been on for a year. So if you, I'm looking at the ratings distribution and it actually sort of looks like a bell curve, except for a 10 that is super skewed. So like, look at this bell curve. So if you take a look at the bell curve on IMDb, go look at it. And so you have a sort of like even-ish distribution kind yeah. of centering around the six-ish seven ish range but then 307 votes for 10 which is 17 and a half percent of the total ratings <laughs> gave it a 10 out of 10 there is i don't care how much you love street sharks there is no way that this show gets a 10 no there is no way Abs no way i'm sorry but there is just not absolutely no so let's talk about the show before we talk about the show okay and then you know i want to do something different today uh, maybe a little later, I want to read one or two of these reviews. In fact, one of these I want to read in particular. All right. Because, well, but we're going to do that at a, the end because I have a, a lot in that. I have a lot of things. There's, there's some stuff that I will say that several other shows, including one of our, our, our friendly, uh, friend of the show, friend, friends of the show over at Saturday morning cartoon boom, 
they uh, they did not talk about this conspiracy theory, and I was really oh, surprised. Yeah. The conspiracy I it, theory. I, I when I uh, decided to do this, it's like I went back and listened to them because it was like, hey, they covered it. Let's see what they did, and I was like, man, how did nobody talk about this? And I went and looked. So I'm really excited to talk about this today. I've been actually wanting to talk about this show for over a year. And I know you, know you have. I have been. I know you have. So, so the show was created by Robert Askin and Phil Harnage. But when you go to IMDb, there's nothing listed. When you go to Wikipedia and you look, it says the creators were David Siegel and Joe Galliani of Mr. Joe's Really Big Productions. And I go to try it and look that up and it looks like it's some sort of fan created uh, like meta conspiracy website that <laughs> plays into our later discussion yeah so i just want to say that those people are listed and i can't i can't see them listed anywhere else and they have no other credits for anything so i'm led to believe that that was a wikipedia entry made by somebody that just is screwing with people yeah so the directors are ron Merrick, seth kearsley and ron harris I don't want to give any of these people credit as far as what else they've worked on because they don't deserve. Yeah, we're not going to list any writers. <laughs> we're not going to list any writers because honestly, once we get into it, the writing on this show is god awful. And the producers, we're going to briefly mention just because technically this was produced. So, Alan Bobot, Mark Friedman, Andy Hayward, Robbie London, Michael Maliani, and the theme music is Michael Bengiat and Louis Blaish, and the composer. Uh, I believe is technically somebody different, and it's Reed Robbins. Uh, I I don't know whether Michael or Lois are, are responsible for this yeah, uh, theme I song. Know. I don't know which is more responsible, but yeah, I don't know either. Uh, I think they should both equally take the blame. Here. <laughs> Yeah, it's not a responsibility. It's a blame issue. Do you want to talk really quick about the, the intro music? What did you think? Wait, what did you remember about it versus what do you think about it now? Well, that's easy. I remember nothing. Okay. I think, so. I, I, think I remember once once I heard it, it sort of kicked memories around. And I agree. All I remembered was the street sharks. And that was it. Yeah. And then I don't remember any of the other lyrics. Actually, I think in the first, because we watched... The very first episode. I don't know if there were lyrics in the first episode. I, th I don't know if it was just went like if it just said street sharks and then that was it. I don't remember now. But it's... in all the other episodes, there is lyrics. There are lyrics to the uh, to the theme music. But I don't remember anything There's about. Something. There's yeah. something. Yeah. It's... So all that wailing uh, sort of saxophone that plays. That, you know what that reminded me of? That reminded me of any time. Some TV executive wanted to be cool in the mid 90s. They're like, let's throw in a guy playing a saxophone and it will be in some random episode. It reminded, you know what actually that saxophone music reminded me a lot of was Darkman. <laughs> because that character played the saxophone. And it also reminded me for some weird reason, I had flashbacks to like uh, Kevin Sorbo and Hercules. <laughs> because it was that sort of like, hey, look, I'm 45 and cool, guys. I play the saxophone. You're like, I don't care. I want to listen to grunge. But 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 what about this jazzy saxophone? I don't know why they thought to, to put this into the theme music, but it does not work. And in one of the episodes that we watched, they do this sort of weird pseudo-blues traveler thing with a, with a harmonica. 
I don't understand that either. I, 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 we'll play that on the outro. You guys can listen to that one when we get there, but yeah. I don't understand that at all. You know, either. I'm trying to, I'm trying to look up the street sharks lyrics for the, for the, <laughs> for the song. And one of the, uh, one of the websites that comes up is, is a website for the 10 most obnoxious nineties cartoon themes. <laughs> I would actually put that in there. The theme song for this is obnoxious. Yeah. But you, you definitely remember it. I do. And it's not for a good reason. No, that usually when when they do intros for a TV show, you'll do like a roll call, which I, I usually appreciate, but it's not necessary. Uh, or they'll show like a cool montage sort of showing the, the story of the show or at least the greatest hits. And this, the intro just feels like a smattering of the sharks just biting into things. Yeah. They're just like, oh, look, I bite in steel. Oh, look, I bite in the floor. Oh, look, I put a smash hole in the wall. Yeah. Me, caveman. It was it was just so haphazard. I didn't understand why they had to do it that way. Let's blast through this cast because well, I think me, we got me, a lot to Let me get into what the premise of the show is, and then we can get into the cast because... The premise is the premise is the premise. It is so ridiculous. So the the you have a family. Well, one okay. Let's let's start at the start. You have a character named Doctor Bolton, Doctor Robert Bolton, who is the father of the four main characters, and he is a geneticist. And his partner is Doctor Paradigm, who is ends up being the bad guy, and. It's a thing about mutation. So Dr. Paradigm essentially wants to mutate everybody with sea, with sea crap, sea creatures. I and don't know what his weird... He has a hard-on for sea creatures. preoccupation is yeah. for sea life, but... So Dr. Paradigm wants to steal all of Dr. Bolton's research, and then first he, he steals it, and then he mutates Dr. Bolton into something that you never see in the entirety of the show. You never see what he gets mutated into. You only see shadows and and, and blurry, and not blurry, but like scrambled pictures of him. So you don't know what you assume. It's some kind of sea creature, but you never know. And the audience never sees and no one in the show ever sees. And then he decides that he is going to mutate his four sons. His four sons are John, Clint, uh, Bobby, and Coop. And so he calls them in, he captures them, he he puts like a mutagen in them to to combine them with shark DNA, and then they become the street sharks, and then they fight crime, and they fight against Dr. Paradigm and his Seviots, which are his henchmen. And that's basically the show. It's, a, it's an episodic show that just bounces from, from plot to plot, ridiculous plot to ridiculous plot. Of the most ridiculous plots to the most ridiculous plots. You have these man sharks that are in hiding. And let's just get this off the bat. This show is a clone of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. It's the same premise. It's it the same story. It's the same beats. It is, and it was very clearly a clone of, of uh, Ninja Turtles. So you have these four mutated brothers who hide out underground and have friends that are still human yeah. that help them out. And they fight against a guy who's trying to mutate everything. But by the time this came out, Turtles was already out for seven years. Yeah. So, I mean, if you're going to make a clone ripoff, you don't wait seven years to do it. Yeah. You do it right away so you can capitalize on it. Otherwise, you end up like this and you just... Um, 
And remember, should be embarrassed. Remember, this was a TV show that was based on a toy line, and they put the the thinnest veneer of a story. Oh my god! To to promote this toy line on this cartoon. So let's get into the characters. I talked about the four brothers. These are the four brothers. The first one is Ripster, who is John Bolton, and he is voiced by Lee Talker. And Lee did additional voices for Sonic Sat AM. He was Ravage from Beast Wars. He was Frieza from Dragon Ball Kai. Uh, Izumo from Inuyasha. He was a bunch of characters from a bunch of different Gundam series. And he was a half a dozen, he's half a dozen or more characters from the uh, new My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic. He's also a children's book writer. Yeah, and, Rips- and I looked it up. He's got a bunch of children's books uh, under his belt. And Ripster is the, he is the leader of the Street Sharks. He's the oldest brother he is the smartest. He is the most like their father. And there is a scene. And he rides a motorcycle. And he rides a motorcycle. He's also a pool shark, Waka Waka. And he, he's, a, he's a great white shark because each of them are different kinds of sharks. And there's a great scene. I was texting Chris as I was watching this. There's a great scene where, that in one of the episodes we watched where Ripster is doing science and he decides to put on glasses while he's doing science. So there's a shark with no shirt and jeans and cowboy boots who's wearing like scientific goggles yeah, to no he's science. wearing he's wearing like glasses like glasses oh glasses. is that what that is yeah oh god he's wearing glasses see i i couldn't i couldn't see it that well the, the yeah. image that you sent me yeah it was so it was stupid the next character is jab and he is one of the other brothers and he is the laziest of the street sharks and he is voiced by Matt Hill, who was Kevin from Captain N, the Game Master, Wonderbolt from uh, Friendship is Magic, and the voice of Ed, E.D., from Ed, Ed, and Eddie. Mm-hmm. And he's actually done some other stuff, but those are kind of the main ones that I wanted to put in. Yeah. And Jab is um, a scalloped hammerhead shark, and he uses this head as a battering ram, which is actually something that doesn't make sense and essentially he is in a jetpack in every episode yeah he likes to do boxing uh and is their resident mechanic yeah because you always have to have one of those so we've got he's their donatello so you have leonardo you have donatello Uh and then we've got the next character which is streaks voiced by andrew raynell's and uh, Ray Nels was nominated for a 2011 Tony for playing Elder Price in the Book of Mormon. I thought that name looked familiar. He did a five-week run as King George III on Broadway in Hamilton back in 2015. He's had actually a bunch of voice acting roles. At one point, he had his own TV show, I think, on uh, NBC or ABC. He's actually kind of easily, I think, our biggest star. Yeah, uh, he really this. is. He, he really generally is. And so Streaks, the, the character Streaks, is essentially a tiger shark. And let's he, talk about the stupid thing about streaks. Streaks never takes off his, his rollerblades. Roller oh my God. He is literally in rollerblades. Every episode, every scene he's in, including when he goes in space or underwater. Also, including every time he's riding in a vehicle, he's standing there in rollerblades when he's riding in a in van, a, in a van or in one of their hover fly. Yeah. Things hover he's bikes. In rollerblades. He's always in rollerblades. He never takes them off. He's considered to be the the ladies' man, and he's supposed to be, quote, level-headed. And in the toy line, apparently, originally, he was called Blades. Uh, because of his rollerblades. Because blades. of his rollerblades. God. Now so, get- so now, so that means we've got, we have motorcycle, we've got jetpack, and rollerblades. And then the last character is Big Slamu. <laughs> That's a, now, such a stupid name. 
Can we just... Uh, I have a lot to say, It actually. would be fine. It would be fine if he was just Slamu. That would have been fine. But the fact that his... They, they, and they, it's not like that's just his name on paper. They call him Big Slamu. Can I... Okay. He's voiced by D. Kevin Williams, who I don't know who the hell that is. I looked up his IMDb and I looked him up on the internet and he's done like nothing. He's done very little. We'll get into it later, but at some point, Big Slamu was claimed to be voiced by Ezekiel or King Ezekiel from The Walking Dead. Oh. Who who is (laughs) Carrie Payton. Okay. Which is not true and we got a lot to talk about and to unpack when we get there. Yeah. Uh, But... But this character, Big Slamu, is essentially supposed to be a whale shark that has teeth, and he likes football, and he uses a skateboard. Yeah. I, by the way, thought that this entire time that Big Slamu was a killer whale. And everybody I talked to thought that he was a killer whale, and we just thought that they just screwed up and colored him all brown. Yeah. But he's not. Even though whale sharks aren't really brown, they're... Blue greenish. Yeah, but yeah, it doesn't. They matter. already had a blue green tiger he shark. He is the derpiest sounding character. So he's, he's big slamu. Yeah, big slamu is all. Yeah, he, he has a weird like. Are you good? Like yeah, it's 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 get ready for his round mound of pounds. <laughs> his round mound of pounds. Big slamu is <laughs> actually the youngest brother, and I told you this when we went, when we went. To I had dinner. no idea. He in the beginning of in the first episode before he's. Before he's transformed, he's actually on the high school football team, and he gets he gets mutated into a freaking shark, and I'm assuming he's like 16, 17 years old. All the other brothers seem older. They seem like they're in their late teens or early 20s, but Big Slamu is definitely the youngest one. He's like 16 or 17. And he's got this giant, round, bulbous head Yeah, where, where the rest of them don't. So, to clarify, we've got Motorbike... Rollerblades, jetpack, skateboard, and uh, and football. And let's talk about the equivalents because this is a clone. So Ripster is Leonardo, Jab is Donatello, Streaks is Raphael, and Big Slamu is Michelangelo. This big dumb Michelangelo. Yep. That's it. Yeah. Yep. And their dad is in this show, but a couple he's of times. rarely shown. He's never shown. Except in the first episode as a human. He's yeah. never shown otherwise. They'll show him as a shadow. Yeah. But the shadows are always inconsistent. Sometimes he looks like some sort of weird mangled person. Other times like a big monster. They never really show exactly what he is. And and I think that was going to be a... It feels like something that they just forgot about. because well, I, Like I, they were leading up to it. They were leading in up to the first two seasons. And then by the third season they just said, oh, well, let's not talk about it anymore. Because yeah, one of the subplots in the show aside from them trying to stop Dr. Paradigm is also them trying to find their dad because their dad disappeared and him like leaving clues along the way and helping people out and contacting them via email and it's oh. all of this stuff. But then you get to the third season and like they all just, that's gone. they drop all the stuff from the first two seasons. And then all like, of that. It's just Dr. Paradigm and the sharks and, and that's, that's it. it. They have a couple of buddies that go with them. So one of them is Ben's who is, is voiced by Jim Hogart and he is their sort of comic relief, but I find nothing about him to be funny. Yeah. Um, He's just an idiot. He's also a mechanical genius. So I don't know who he's supposed to be. Like uh, to me, his equivalent was like Casey Jones from Ninja Turtles, but he's also a mechanical genius. that builds most of their, their, their vehicles. You know, he's responsible for all the toys and he's, he's essentially a, 
like mid nineties surfer skater stoner guy who never takes off his sunglasses and is always buying them food. And like, I don't know who employs him because he apparently works for the university, but I don't know in what capacity, just as a general assembly person for, it says that he's their technical genius. I don't know what the hell that means. Yeah, I have no idea. I don't know what that means. There are actually a bunch of other supporting characters. Let's just mention the the one other one is Lena Mack, who's in most of the episodes. But she essentially becomes a, a background character later. Yeah, she's their science li- liaison. She I feel like she takes the role of, of April, where yeah. she's their, their friend and their connection to the out, outside but world. But in the third season, she essentially disappears. Yeah. Gone. She was a former. She was a former uh, uh, student of paradigms. No, student of their their father Bolton, and, and paradigms and paradigm. Yeah, yeah and she's voiced by Pam Carter. Yeah, and and then let's get into the antagonist. You got Doctor Paradigm, voiced by J. Michael Lee, who I looked up, and he has not really done a whole lot either. And he is the evil genius that wants to trans. He wants to quote Gene Slam everybody uh, into half half fish half humans because every single one of these gene slams he wants to do is a half human half fish it's manta ray or a shark or a a a lobster man or i I tell you what when i was in middle school i really wanted to gene slam some of the girls in my class well that's why you just gene slam yourself Sometimes it dances, man. I couldn't help it. And that's why we were single so long. Ooh, yeah. Some of us longer than others. <laughs> <laughs> and some of us by happy accident we weren't. <laughs> yeah, some of us by happy accident of the rest of the world were. <laughs> so Paradigm is is a weird boy. He's got he's got a hard on for fish, like you said. He he all of his mutations have to do with sea life. I don't know what his deal is. But he, all the creatures that he creates and all the things that he wants to do have to do with sea life. It's it's so weird that that's what he chooses. I but everybody everybody has to have a thing, I guess. I guess. So he's he's the shredder of this of this crew, and he most of the, in the first episode he is a normal human, albeit a buff as hell scientist. Yeah, but in the second episode, which we didn't watch today because uh, we just didn't want to, uh, he gets transformed into a. Half man, half fish. Yep. And then later in season three, he gets iguana DNA and Gene slams himself again into a part human, part iguana, part piranha. Yeah, he turns... If this show sounds convoluted, you'd be correct. Because holy shit, it is. His sidekicks are Slobster the Lobster. (laughs) (laughs) I did not make that up. Slobster, yeah. And he is a lobster injected with the DNA of Genghis Khan and Captain Blood. Yeah, they eliminate him in season two. The next, well, is- oh, hold on, hold on. Let's let's not let's not tread over that. How the hell do they have the DNA from Captain Blood and Genghis Khan? Don't ask questions since you're not ready to answer. <laughs> in the show, he has it in just like a vial in his lab. He's got the DNA of all these horrible people. I'd be surprised if he didn't have the DNA of of like Hitler and Mussolini and 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 Stalin sitting in there too. Like let's make let's make the most evil character. Like I'm gonna make a Stalin muddy mud skipper. Yeah, <laughs> it's like. 
What? And Slobster. And he would, too, because these characters are stupid looking. Yeah, so this is... Slobster the Lobster, by the way, when he talks, his jaw fully disconnects from his face. Yeah. I swear to God, there's a scene in which Slobster is is talking to something or someone and the camera is sort of three quarter view back behind him. And as he's talking, the jaw just keeps disconnecting. <laughs> it's like, it's like, like a Canadian from South Park. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what happened with the animation in those sequences, but I don't think that those are isolated incidents. I bet if we watched the entirety of the series that we would probably see a lot more of that. Yeah. The other, the other character, the other main uh, henchman in the first couple of episodes is Slash, who is a swordfish, and he's done by Terry Burner. And he is also combined with the DNA of Genghis Khan and Captain Blood. And for some reason, the swordfish when he grows a drill for a nose. Yeah, he like gets a, a drill legitimate gold drill. That that spins and goes when he wants to use it because of uh, toyeticism yeah and so here we have our bebop and rocksteady i don't know which one is which i feel kind of like i feel kind of like slash is rocksteady and slobster is bebop a little bit that's uh, that's just yeah, that's yeah. just me feeling it out but they add another character like really early on like in in like episode three or four yeah i think second or third episode and his name is Kilamari. get it haha <laughs> And guess, guess by what? Guess Pete what? Kevin Williams. Yeah, guess what? Kilimari is combined with. Did you say squid? You're wrong. No, you're right. Actually, it is. It, it is a squid. And I don't remember what they combined him with, but essentially, he he looks sort of like a man, but with multiple arms and a. No, he's. I thought he only had two arms. He just has suckers all over him. That oh he can, yeah, he yeah, can you're right. shoot. He can shoot, and they're not even tentacles. They're like hands, and he can shoot darts. poison poison darts out of all the sucker holes on his body that's right you're right yeah it's stupid stupid there's two other ones that uh, we got to see in one of the episodes uh, but not 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 the rest of them and then another character that we didn't get to see because we didn't watch the episodes that they're in first is reptile and he is a Originally, he was a, a person who owned a hotel or something, and then he got merged with a moray eel and an and electric eel, and he can actually shoot electricity out of his body and shoot m- miniature eels, like actual miniature eels. So he asexually reproduces. Yes. And nice. then the last character is Shrimp Louie, which is a mutated shrimp in one of Paradigm's latest Seviates. And he doesn't really do anything, but he does have a bunch of big guns. Yeah, there's one other character that we saw in one of the episodes that we watched, and it's Sharkbot. And it's a it's a robotic character. It's a robot character <laughs> that is a ripoff from RoboCop. Yeah, it, it looks like the Ed two hundred nine, but with a like shark legit face. Legit Ed two hundred nine, and yeah. it and it talks kind of like the Ed two hundred nine, mm-hmm. and it's just it, it's just a big stupid robot that's shaped like a shark. There are so many other side characters. We're talking villains and psychics and friends and randos. And I don't, we don't need to discuss them. There are some dinosaurs that we can get into in a minute. Yeah, we'll get into it when we get into that episode that we watch. Yeah. So I, I was thinking, and I think maybe you were thinking the same thing. 
Well, say what the episode is, and then I want to read the description of what's on here on Wikipedia. I pulled up Wikipedia. I just like, and I, I know. I, can I, I just, no, I want to do that. I want to do that, but I also want to read some of the other descriptions of these episodes because they oh. are just so stupid. Like episodes we didn't watch. Oh, okay, okay. Can I just? I I will say I know that it's a cardinal sin to read from Wikipedia because anybody with a computer can just go read these themselves. But I I swear to you, if you're listening in your car, you're not going to stop your car pull over and look up the description for episode shark bait because if it was me i wouldn't bother to do it i probably wouldn't go look it up anyways but there's a couple of these and they're just so ridiculous because i wanted to talk about these descriptions not just like read them off so the first one is the opener right yeah shark bait and like they're talking about gene slamming devices for peaceful uses. What peaceful uses could you have to gene slam someone with Captain Blood's DNA? Or just with a fish DNA or anything. What? Like, yeah, I don't understand that at all. The, the premise of this show is so insane. Just, just, just read the first sentence. Dr. Robert Bolton had invented a gene slamming device for peaceful uses until his colleague, Dr. Luther Paradigm, uses it for evil purposes. Yeah, we don't need to read the rest of it. That's just so fucking ridiculous. It's insane. I created a death ray, but I created it for peace. I had no idea that someone was going to use my death ray to kill people. So the next episode that we watched after the opener is Shark and Roll. When a musician called Melvin Kresnick accidentally digests contaminated popcorn in water that was tainted with a gene-slamming chemical, he becomes a Mako shark, later known as Rocks, and befriends the street sharks. Together, they have to save the concert in town and its attendants from being mutated into more sea creatures through the same way that Rocks was mutated. Holy shit. That is ridiculous. And they don't ever show this character again, I don't think. I think he comes back once or twice in later episodes, but he's like a minor character. So they ruin this character's life to propel the story, and then they never have him come back again. Yeah. Because why not? Yeah, screw it. Let's uh, let's uh, let's just do it. And the next episode is Shark Source. And that's episode 10 of season two. And the street sharks... Dis- the street sharks discover an underground civilization of mutant crocodiles that happen to know Dr. Bolton, their father, after he cured them of their damaged genes. Meanwhile, Dr. Paradigm rebuilds Sharkbot and captures one of the mutant crocodiles. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? Mutated crocodiles under the city that are half man, half human, fighting a giant uh, piranha man and his robot shark bot. Yeah, it's... It's so insane. Okay. This show is insane. Then you got season three, episode six. This was probably the stupidest one. I picked this because the description was so ridiculous. So season three, episode six, Space Sharks. After extracting alien DNA from a sample found on an asteroid, Dr. Paranoid tries to gene-slam the entire planet with his alien DNA mixed with manta ray DNA. Why manta ray DNA? Why no not? Expl- like, because Why he not? Wants, because he just wants everyone to be a fish so he can fuck fish. That's what it is. This- That's what it is, Sean. He wants to have sex with fish. The street sharks are sent up into space per the president's request and help to not only stop Dr. Paranoid's gene-slamming plan, but also defeat the alien monster that was released from the sample. They end up getting help from Dr. Terrence Morton, who ends up becoming Manta Man in order to fight the alien. Now, you'd think Manta Man is some kind of superhero, right? Like Batman, except he chose the Manta because somehow he fell into, like, the touch tank. His character design is awful. 
Yeah. It's awful. It looks just like one of the street sharks, but if he put a blanket over his back and that was somehow wings, because he still has a shark's face with wings, and they should have gave him a manta ray's head and body. They sort of gave him a manta ray's head, but he follows the same character design as the the rest of them, like the it's same so sort of body lazy. shape. It's so lazy. Oh, we'll talk about lazy in a minute. Can I also, I just want to mention about that episode, because we're going to talk about these episodes too. But that particular episode, I told you, like, we were on our way to dinner. And we're in the car, and I said, you know, just, I, I was watching this show, and I paused it at a particular scene in that episode and thought, if, if I was showing this show to somebody who had no idea what any of this was, with no explanation, <laughs> completely out of context, it... The, the image that I had it frozen on was a half man, half hammerhead shark in a giant futuristic spacesuit shooting gas out of a broken pipe out of a giant space dinosaur. I would have been so confused on this on its surface. That's the most ridiculous the most ridiculous thing I think we've ever described on this show. You know, people people always ask me, they say, Sean, what, what's a good episode to get into Street Sharks? No, they don't. Nobody and ever asks you about Street Sharks. People all on the street, they come up to me and they ask me, Sean, what is a great episode? I want to get into Street Sharks. I really want to get into this show. I've heard a lot of good things about it. What is the episode that I need to watch to get me hooked? And I and, and up until this point, I didn't have an answer for them because they're all so good. But I have to say, now after after doing the research and watching the episodes, I would tell them, Season 3, Episode 6, Space Sharks. You have half men, half sharks that go up into space, wear spacesuits, and fight an alien. I don't think you can get any better than that. Better up! better uh yeah i guess the the last one that we watched i i picked because it was the introduction of some side characters that ended up getting their own show and and the episode is it's not the best one that we watched which is not saying much because these are all terrible but somehow it did not top the list and it's Sharkotic reaction. So, by the way, before we go into the description, what the hell is that in a reference to? Like, some of these episode titles are 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 things that you can understand. 20,000 like, sharks under the sea. Okay, great. Ancient sharkonauts. All right, ancient astronauts. I, I get it. I was thinking ancient, uh, uh, Jason and the Argonauts. Uh, I thought it was ancient, like ancient astronauts or whatever. The, like, you get what they're trying to get. What the hell is sharkotic reaction? I don't know. I, I don't know either. I don't but know what they were going for. I, I don't either. And and in this one, I, okay, just, just do it. Okay. Just read it. President Horn contacts the street sharks, informing them that a UFO has been sighted in the solar system. Upon investigating the street sharks meet the Dino Avengers, T-Bone, Steggs, Bullseye, and Spike. The street uh. sharks learn from them that they are after the bad... The street sharks learn from them that they are after bad rap and the raptors. You know what? I want you to keep in that stumble. And I know why you stumbled because you got to the word bad rap and the raptors. You're like, no, that's a typo. Yeah. That's a typo. Somebody, nope. 
No. Bad Rap is the name of the villain. It's the name of a character. It's the name of a character because he's a bad raptor. Yeah. Get it? Ha <laughs> ha. The street sharks and the Dino Avengers join forces when the raptors steal different weapons from different countries in order to make other countries think that they are being attacked by the other. So they essentially try and start like World War Three by stealing missiles from other com- countries. It's essentially a sort of wag the dog. Yeah, it is. So those are the episodes we watched. There's a lot of other stupid episodes. I want to, before we really get into the episodes or or talking about any of them, and it really, it it has to do with the episodes themselves. I want to talk about how bad this show is. It's been a long time since we've seen a a particularly bad show. Jason the Wheeled Warriors, I think, is probably the last really bad show that we watched, And I mean, I mean a bad, and... We watched, okay, no, wait, we watched, uh, what did we watch at Halloween that was not good? The Scooby-Doo? No, 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 that was bad. I I think I got really kind of drunk when we recorded that one. No, uh, what was it? Monster Force. Monster Force was pretty bad. Okay, here's, this show has a lot in common with Monster Force, and let me, let me talk about it. Because I was, I was actually thinking the same thing. As I was watching the show, I was taking pictures of, of my laptop and I was taking videos of my laptop. And sending me and, screen images and, of the yeah. episodes we were watching. So I'm sending I'm sending Chris pictures and videos of, of the scenes because I would see something and I just couldn't believe it. And I'd have to go back and, and cap, recapture it for posterity. So the problem that I have with this show, and it is a big problem because it's a multifaceted problem. This show is one terribly animated. Like I, I Awful. was, I it's, was. It's Deke, by the way, that did this, and they've done good work. So I don't know how the hell they pumped this shit out. I think I sent you a text at some point that said, "What what third rate, third world sweatshop did they send this to to get animated?" Because to me, it felt like normal. Normal animation is twenty four frames per second. Normal just video is 24 frames per second it's a lot more now because we have cameras that can do 60 frames a second and even more but normal animation 24 frames per second i thought normal animation was uh oh no you know what i'm thinking anime is 17 and normal animation is 24 yeah yeah, yeah. so but it, not anymore this is all changed but uh, you yeah know, 20 but years it, ago yeah. it felt to me like they were a lot of times having that to 12 frames a second or or, or less or less like it, fi- there is there were scenes when the characters were talking it could have been five frames per second. there were scenes when the characters were talking that their mouths were not moving they were just open because if you've never seen street sharks just look up just look it up online. When you look you know up, what it is there's, there's filler animation missing. There is. So so the in-betweens when they, we we've we mentioned in betweening they, they're jerking before. they jerk so when we if, covered a you know little nemo we yeah. talked about in betweening and and in betweening is missing so the char- in almost every scene the characters are very jerky when they when they move you're right the in betweening is probably missing because there's one scene that i recorded that i sent to you where they're running all four street sharks are running and their animation loops it's not a fluid with their arms moving motion it's they they pump their arms and then their arms are back at their side and then they pump them and their arms are back at their side so it's like it's like a, it's resetting the frame that they used it over and over and they didn't have a fluid motion it's like the video keeps skipping yeah so you have terrible animation terrible probably i honestly, would I, you know i'll say it's the worst drawn 
show that we've watched. I was going to say, no it's, question. It's, it's, it's got to be the no. worstly, the worstly, what the hell? It's got to be the worst animated show that we've watched in terms of animation. It's so bad. It's there's, there's parts where things pop in that weren't there in the first place. Or like the scene that I talked about with the hamburger. So the hammerhead character, I, I mean, you know what? I don't remember any of their names anymore and I refuse to remember them, <laughs> but the hammerhead one, the brown one with the jetpack, our Donatello. Yeah. So our, our Donatello has hamburgers. That's their other thing is they all like to eat hamburgers. Instead of pizza. Instead of pizza. Cause they, go to, uh, they, they eat go to... more other kinds of junk food. Yeah. So he's eating two hamburgers, one in each hand. And they show the hamburger animated with a burger patty and lettuce and tomato and stuff inside of it. And when he brings the hamburger up to his body, the frame, it, it, it's like it goes from fully animated hamburger to the whoever the colorist was just said ah screw it i'm gonna color everything the same color as the body and the entire hamburger turns into the same dark chocolate brown color as his body completely and it's like it's one frame one thing one frame the other yeah and there's it's not like it blended or like there were pieces like you could tell where they screwed up no it was it was intentionally lazy yeah, and intentionally, and, and that's the problem. The whole the whole show to me is is lazy. And there's one or two scenes, and this is really weird for me. There's one I I can't remember which episode it was, but there was like one, one or two frames of a scene where the street sharks were animated in a really sort of hyper realistic way, like somebody is somewhere started to draw them and said, no, I'm going to do this really good. And then some of the other animators looked at his work and said, what are you doing? You're going to get us all fired. They'll yeah. know that we can produce good shit. And then, then the next frame, it goes right back to being crap. Yeah. It, it was, it was just a split second. And I, I saw it and I thought, Whoa, what the hell is that? And I rewound it and I watched it like two, three times. I don't know. I think it was the third episode we watched actually. Now, now that I think about it, shark I and roll, I think it was shark and roll. It might have been. Yeah. So let's get back to it then. The animation, terrible in this show. Like unforgivable things in animation. Like you said, there's there's missing animation. There is clipped animation. There is stopped animation where, like I said, they'll be talking and their lips won't move. They'll just be just wide mouth. The sharks, by the way, walk around with their mouths agape. Yeah. And, it's and their was... eyes unblinking. And they they just they just kind of turn their heads because they have no neck. Yeah. So the whole body, it, it's like it's like if Batman, if uh, if Michael Keaton's Batman walked around everywhere and couldn't blink with his mouth wide open. Yeah. And that's the other thing. And his voice would just emanate from his body. That's the other thing is the character designs to me are, it's one thing to have a character design for a toy. That is something that someone's going to hold in their hand and needs to be exaggerated because it's a small toy that a child is going to hold. You want to exaggerate features. I remember the toys for these were, were kind of big. Yeah. And that's the thing is it's, it's, I mean, it's a handheld toy that needs to have exaggerated features because the kid's going to play with it. It needs to look it needs to look in a way that it's going to be memorable for the kid and whatever else. I get that. That's what you do. But that said, that design does not necessarily translate over to a, to a show, especially one where they interact with other characters that are normal humans. And they're these big, stupid looking bulbous headed, like super ripped for some reason. It's sharks. like if you took a shark head and glued it to the Hulk's body yeah, and then gave him tiny, like, then make it look like the Hulk skip leg day. Yeah. And, and like 
and it's not just them, it's the other characters. Dr. Paradigm is the stupidest freaking character in terms of motivation. He does like I and I'm I know I'm over I'm overanalyzing a kid show, but he, like I don't understand. He wants to take over the world by mutating everybody into fish. What? Like mad scientist, I guess. But but why? Yeah, exactly why. And the other thing that is so stupid, just as a character design element, I get it. He is a toy. Dr. Paradigm, Dr. Paranoid, whatever, is a toy. And his toy is him in this big giant exoskeleton. See, I liked the concept of it. I just thought that it was executed poorly. No, that's what I mean. It's so stupid. Because as a toy, yeah, that works because he's a toy. But as a character interacting with other characters in the show, to have a character who is a normal human-sized person but then also puts on this freaking exoskeleton that makes him giant feet tall. And in all the episodes, they show him walking around with a cape on as if that masks his giant robot body. yeah that's that's the equivalent of the of the freaking ninja turtles putting on a trench coat and a fedora and then everyone going like oh man what's wrong with that guy he looks kind of green in the face <laughs> like no that's not gonna fool anybody he's in a giant eight foot robot suit oh Do- dr paradigm you know you used to be like 510 how the hell did you grow to eight foot 11 now what what's going on and what why do you always wear are you like a bubble boy do you, why well do you, i why eat do you my always, wheaties why do you what always have say? that like helmet on and and how come you have one normal hand but then like when like a claw comes out of the uh, like, why do you have a harpoon attached to your hand, Doctor? Don't Paradigm? ask questions, Sean. Don't ask. Questions. And that's the stupid thing that is like, okay, again, overanalyzing. But you have a character <laughs> who, in the in the mythos of the show, is this like respected geneticist who no one questions why he's wearing a fucking exoskeleton and is followed around by a giant half lobster, half man. Yeah. So, and then when they commit crimes, they never get tied back to him. Even though the president knows, the president, oh, that's the other thing. They, they interact with the president of the United States all the time. Okay. so Who have, looks like Robert Kennedy, but sounds like a poor man's Clinton. Yeah. So you have, well, this did come out in the 90s. That's what I mean. So you yeah. have you have terrible animation. Terrible animation. You have terrible. You're like violently upset I about I hate how- this show. And I would tell you, I told you at the beginning <laughs> that I think that this show is the worst show we've ever watched. You have terrible animation. You have awful character designs at least with the ninja turtles they were believable character designs even when they had stupid like stupid crazy mutant characters you like know like Wingnut or leatherhead and and baxter stockman as a bug like they made sense in the in the context like people were frightened of them they're like oh my god but you've got these stupid You've got these stupid sea creature ones that in one episode dress up like old-timey movie theater uh, ushers. Okay, so I I sent you a a text about that. Like, we were watching it, and I think you were only in the first episode, and you're like, these costumes are stupid. They were, like, in a costume or something, and they're stupid. And I was like, oh, just wait. Have you got to the candy stripe or popcorn outfits yet? Because apparently nobody noticed a giant half lobster, half man wearing a candy striper outfit in a movie theater selling popcorn. And nobody thought to question yeah. the giant half calamari selling popcorn. Yeah. So Why? How? S- stupid animation. Stupid characters. The concept of the show is just asinine. And what what kills me is I, I I think I text you I said this show should be just renamed Property Damage because that's all that happens because the fucking sharks will dive into <laughs> the ground episode the, they'll dive into the ground and they will they will 
tunnel through the cement and the streets and stuff. So they're ripping up the streets as they go along. And all of the piping and the wiring. They can go up the side of buildings. So they're destroying buildings. And then they're, they're car there's cars always getting blown up. I mean, like, the city should be... I mean, the city should look like a war zone. And here's now. the thing. I haven't even got into the part that this is the most toyetic show I think I've ever seen in my life. This is He-Man level toyeticism. It's... It's, I'd say, worse than He-Man. I'm, I'm saying it's on that level. It's probably the worst one I've ever seen. Because they have these shows, like the character of Ben's... Well, first of all, the toys themselves... Like, okay, the toys were cool. I thought they were at the time as a kid. As an adult, I'm thinking, these are dumb-looking toys. Yeah. But it's fine because kids like shit with toot and there's muscles and sharp teeth and stuff and whatever. Oh, okay. And I didn't even get into that part. So you got the most toyetic show I've ever seen in my life because Ben's exists in the show to create new toys for the for the company to sell because he makes all their vehicles and shit and the most unrealistic bullshit vehicles that it's one of those things. They look awful too. It's one of those things where like you watch you watch the, the original Ghostbusters movie and they explain away how they come up with the capital to create the proton pack and the containment unit and the ghost traps because they mortgage Ray's house like four times and they get a bunch of money to do it. Okay, that's... And that's kind of that, funny. That's at least something that's based in reality. In this one, Ben's just... Has Making shit. Infinite money and, and time. And he makes it in an abandoned building. Yeah, he has infinite money and time to just make every kind of like super-powered military-grade weapons and other bullshit that they never end up actually needing anyways because they always jump off of them and then burrow through and destroy the city and then chase stuff and then bite through it they do so the weapons they never use when they have a jetpack they always take it off you know if they're on a if they're on some sort of a vehicle they always get off of it to then go do something so So and like and they can street they could they could go through the street as a shark as fast as their vehicle yeah so why would they even bother i don't know then you have then you have all the stupid fucking catchphrases that they use okay can we just talk about the massive overusage of things like Jossum and the, the one that you said to me today, and it's in the, the dinosaur episode. They say, uh, they, they, like, and that's used, cartilaginous, yeah. dude. That's so cartilaginous. And, and that's the thing is that they went, they went so hard on the, like the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles train. They went so hard that they had to give each of these guys like an extreme sport. Like if you ever watched the show Rocket Power that was on Nickelodeon, like everybody on Rocket Power, all the kids, they did extreme sports, man. You had like skating and skateboarding and rollerblading and, and snowboarding and every kind of extreme we've, sport. Okay, so we've joked before. We've talked about in the past. Tude. About tude, 90s tude. About, ni- about 90s tude. And it, and it sometimes feeling... <laughs> this show... No, no, no. So it reminds me of... In the past, we've talked about how you have these uh, adults who are probably way too old to have anything to do with a toy or a cartoon. And they're like, hey, these kids, they like the tood, right? Let's put in the tood. And so then, I don't know why I became Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin. Yeah, let's put in the tood there. I think that'd be something that the kids would like. Yeah, why not? But that's Let's make the toy with the tood. That's what... I know your accent changed again. But that's, that's why, like, I don't understand... 
because they didn't they just shoved, they, they shoehorned every single bit of you know what? <laughs> that they could get into this they, <laughs> they stomped it down no, with, no. with this big is, boots they, they, they grabbed a fistful of tood they lubed up their arm and they shoved it into the ass of this cartoon over and over and I'm making the fist motions and over again and it feels like that because it's painful. As painful it, as it would be for that fist, okay? Because the tood is like sometimes it'll be five or six of them back to back and you'll get you'll get cartilaginous totally dinotacular or something. That was fantastic, dude. It's like slap me some fin my my sharknado. So it's like what the fuck? I don't understand why. We don't need any of this. Just show me a good story or even a story that's not shitty. We've got right? <laughs> Sir, we've got 50 shark puns in this episode. Double it. D- d- double why? Double, double it. I said double it. I'm a genius. I know what I'm doing. Like uh, like this. Okay. So let's let's recap. You've got the, the worst animation I've ever seen in a cartoon. You've got a terrible <laughs> fucking story. You've got awful characters. You've got stupid premise. You've got terrible catchphrases. And you've at got, the same you've got time, overabundance of two. This is a beloved franchise. That we're gonna get so much hate. I don't even care. Oh, and I the, don't the, even care. The worst part about this show is the best part about this show is that it's. In in season after season two, after they introduced the Dino Avengers, the Dino Avengers became so popular that they that they that they forgot about the rest they, of the show and they just started concentrating on the Dino Avengers section of it. When so when the show ends or when Street Sharks ends, the Dino Avengers get their own show called Extreme Dinosaurs that ends up with more episodes than Street Sharks and I think is more beloved. I think that the show has got higher ratings. Yeah, and it's it's got better sort of critical reception, and so, and there's so they accidentally created a better show than the fucking stupid show that they made in the first place. That's how bad the well, show part was. Part of it is because the character designs aren't as bad. Yeah, they're not stupid big bulbous sharks. Yeah, that they're they're dinosaurs, and everybody loves dinosaurs. I don't know why they thought it was a good idea to make a show about. Fucking man sharks, <laughs> because of the toys. No, so. hold on. That's all. Like oh, I know. I don't know. What, oh, My head is exploding about this. Think about the Ninja Turtles. They're scary because they're big, giant, man-sized turtles. But turtles are non-fucking threatening. Right. If you're trying to endear a city to a group of mutant miscreants, mutant like. Like castaways. Maybe don't make it after an animal that most people are terrified of. Don't make it after a fucking great white shark and a tiger shark and a hammerhead shark and then a whale shark. But whatever. Don't make it after sharks because half the time when they're interacting with people, people just go, a shark! But then by by like midway through season two, nobody gives a shit. They're just like, oh, hey, cool, dude. It's the street sharks. Slap me some fin, bro. God. Like, so... With that said, that helps us actually transition into the toyeticism. There is a really great video before this show came out. And that video is starring a very young Vin Diesel selling the toys. Yeah, he's at like a for toy street fair. sharks at, at a toy fair. And it is one of the most amazing and most awkward things I've ever seen. 
There's it, a there's a link to it in the description. There's a link to it in the description, and my God, you, there are no words. Hey, Vin, uh, let me say, let me say one thing. He Vin, sells the shit oh, out yeah, of those he toys. Is, he is on it. He's I like, was sold. Mm. I was like, yeah, man, those toys are cool. I want I want Rocky one of those. Action. The round mound of pound. Yeah. It it's it's amazing that we have Vin Diesel involved in this. But what's more amazing is that we have, at the same time, involved but not involved, Henry Winkler. Oh, yeah. This is So the, this is the part I wanted to talk about. The conspiracy. About. The controversy that's not a controversy. Yeah. So I, we got to go back. I don't know how or where I found this article, but it's an older article from about two years ago written by Jordan Miner at Geek.com. And it was written... Before we started this show, but at a time when I think we were talking about it. We were, yeah. Because actually, I think this article came out May May 26th of 2016. And that was around the time that you and I started the, yeah. the early talkings of this yeah, show. Yeah, exactly. And this has to do with... Uh, so the article is titled, How I Use Lies About a Cartoon to Prove History is Meaningless on the Internet. And I actually think that that's amazing. And it's true. Because what this guy did was he he went and wrote a bunch of alternate descriptions for episodes that either did exist and he used the same name or completely made up episodes that did not exist. Out of whole cloth. He out just... of complete and utter whole cloth. And he went in around, he said, 2003 when he was in middle school. So he's quite a bit younger than we are. Uh, God, that makes me feel old. Yeah. But uh, he he came across TVTome.com, and it was a sort of user-edited wiki for TV shows. And so he went in and created a bunch of these descriptions for episodes that didn't exist. Here, I'll describe one. Season 2, Episode 8, Makeover Strong, yet sensitive, Big Slamu was always the most angered by his transformation, but when he accidentally frightens a little girl into a coma, he runs off to find a cure. His frantic journey eventually leads him to Dr. Paradigm. He is brainwashed and sent to destroy the sharks. Can our heroes defeat their friend and hope to reverse the effects before it's too late? And there are others, I'm not going to read all of them, but he literally made up descriptions of episodes that do not exist. And to go further, he then created characters that did not exist. One of which many people claim to remember fondly. In a Mandela effect. As Roxy, the female shark, which is a... Uh, somebody took the initial image of Stripes... Right? I think so, yeah. And and then they edited on a bikini and changed his coloring and then claimed that that was a female character. And um, he created multiple stories of back characters and edited Wikipedia. He started uh, editing Wikipedia. And then he his most favorite that he did was Henry Winkler in a character he created named Meat Hook. Yeah. That also does not exist. And at one point, Adam West was also listed as a fictional character on the show. Carrie Payton, King uh, Ezekiel from The Walking Dead, was listed as the voice of Moby Lick, which is one of the like side characters, uh, which is not true. But a bunch of these had it listed on their IMDb, IMDb page for like over a decade and people would actually talk about Roxy and how much they love it. Yeah, it's it's crazy that 
I mean, we've, we've talked about this before, the Mandela effect. In fact, people would even write reviews. There's a review I, I, I wanted to read from back in 2004 that somebody wrote. A good show, quote, Street Sharks wasn't that bad of a show. I used to watch it about five years ago on UPN on Sunday mornings. I liked the animation, the plot, and the characters. My favorite character was Streaks. He was cool. I also liked Roxy. She was also cool. My favorite episodes were Attack of the Sharkbots, number one. Here Comes the Manta Man. Clash of the Titans. Literally not an episode that doesn't exist. And Follow the Leader and Cabin Fever. None of those episodes exist either. I also like the Street Sharks movie, The Shiva Saga. I even have it on video. That movie never existed either. Overall, I really enjoyed this show, and it is a shame that it didn't last that long. I give this show 8 out of 10 stars. So that is not the only review like that. There are hundreds of reviews just like that of people who claim to have seen and enjoyed these characters that literally never existed. Uh, and I remember reading this and I thought, oh my God, this man is my hero. Yeah. This man is literally my hero. He has done all the things that I've ever wanted to do. Oh man. He, his mastery of You've... trolling, his mastery of trolling is is on another level. I was going to say, if these are all the things that you wanted to do, you've led a sad life. I have led a sad <laughs> life. No, so... It, it, it consists of uh, fan fiction for street sharks in World of Warcraft. <laughs> Some would say a blessed life. Uh, hashtag blessed. Sean. Hashtag Your blessed. favorite hashtag. Hashtag blessed. You have to spell it out. Uh, so it, it's crazy to think about the fact that this show had such a weird cult following that people actually believed that they Made watched episodes stuff. that didn't exist. They believed in characters. And characters that didn't exist. I think, I think part of what this was is because, and this is just me speculating here, uh, that this show was so closely tied, I think, in people's minds to like Ninja Turtles because there were so many parallels to characters from one being characters from another, that there was a female Ninja Turtle. There was Cleo. There late was late in the late. Series. What was her name? It was Venus de Milo. That was the that was yeah. the Ninja Turtle. And so, if you were familiar with that late in the series, then it would have been around the same time that Street Sharks was on. So maybe those two meshed in your head, and you just extrapolated somehow that there was there had to have been a female shark character because. It makes sense. Ninja Turtles had one. You know, I could see how, if you were trying to remember a decade or two later, whether, you know, remember anything about that show. And if you had some, if you had some like fake internet articles to back you up or fake internet uh, or fake uh, uh, episode descriptions and character descriptions, you'd be like, yeah, that makes sense. It would fill in the gaps in your brain. But it's just, why? Why would anyone, why would it? Why would anyone go on the internet and just tell lies? Why because, would someone do that? Because it's fun. It's my favorite thing to do. Why would anyone do that? Just go on the internet and tell lies? Because it's fun. It's my favorite thing to do, Sean. But lying makes baby Jesus cry. Well, consequences will never be the same. You done goofed, Sean. I did done goof. You done goofed. So overall, at the end of the day... So can I also say, I showed this to Eleanor. I have another story to tell here at the oh, end. Oh, yeah. This sort of semi-related, sort of semi-nod. So before we exit out of here, we watch these episodes, sometimes by legitimate means, and sometimes not by legitimate means. If, they're, if it's not a place that we can get a hold of it by legitimate means, then we will watch it by illegitimate means. 
So I went to one of these websites that we've discussed before with the name Kim in it. And so I originally, I, I went through Terrarium uh, on my, my Fire Stick. And for whatever reason, the episodes were loading slow. And so I decided that I was going to pull it up via the Firefox browser on my Fire Stick because I didn't want to hook my computer up to the TV. And I was home with my kid by myself and I just wanted her to watch it because I wanted to see her reaction. So I go to the web page, the, the web version of this website via the Fire Stick. And I click on the, the, the search bar. And sometimes it will give you a pop-up and you back out of it. But this time I clicked on it and a pop-up showed up of a naked woman on her back, full spread eagle, flicking the bean. <laughs> and it was very loud. And and I was mortified. And my daughter got about two seconds worth of eye eyeballs at the TV. And I said, look at me, close your eyes. And she was terrified and thought I was mad at her. <laughs> And then I had to turn the TV off and then I unplugged the fire stick and I had to plug it back in to reset it. And then I turned it back on and then, and then I had to ask her, you know, I was trying to ask her, it's like, Eleanor, you know, daddy's not mad at you. You know, is everything okay? And she's like, yeah, I'm okay. Daddy, you're not mad at me? No. She's like, okay. It's like, do you know why daddy turned the TV off? She goes, uh, no. I said, did you see anything on the TV? She goes, well, no, but... I did see a lady <laughs> and her pee pee parts. <laughs> and I just started like, I was terrified, but then also like, it's one of those moments like you kind of can't not laugh. And I was like, yeah, yeah, we don't need to have that on the TV. She's <laughs> like, no daddy, that was weird. I was like, yeah, that, that was weird too. She's like, we're not going to see any more of that. Are we? I said, no, no, no. And then when I turned the TV on, she, she closed her eyes. She's like, there's going to be more PB parts. And I said, no, there's not going to be any more PB parts. It's just a one-time thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I scarred you for life. I'm a terrible parent. So aside But from that the... was my moment. And then I then we watched the episodes. I was going to say, aside from the and PB she parts. Did, she did not like the show. Well, it wasn't she made did, for her. She did not enjoy it. Uh, she thought it was weird. Um, and it is, and, and it's not a good show. I don't recommend this to anyone, uh, at all for any reason, unless you all want to get really trashed and put it on as background for a party and laugh at it. I Maybe, don't... sure, okay, that's the only circumstance, but outside of that, no, don't watch this. This is bad. I would not recommend it either. I don't even think it's worth putting on for a laugh. I honestly and truly believe that this is the worst thing we've ever watched on the show. And I know that there's probably some of you out there that really loved this show, but that's because you watched it 20 freaking years ago, and it has not aged well, and it wasn't good when you watched it. And a lot of times people will be like, oh, well, we're going to watch one or two episodes. We watched five and and spread we spread it all around. We spread it all around. We spread our our gene slams all over the place to try and catch as much as we could. And you know, we got an, an episode from season one, two from episode two, and two from season three, uh, two from season two, and two from season three. And they're all bad. What do you think is the worst episode? The worst of the ones we watched. Yeah. <sighs> mm, either the rock and roll one. Was fucking stupid. I would say the sharks or the, or the space one. I'd say it's a tie between sharks in space and and shark shark and roll. Yeah, it's a tie between those two. I think. So to recap, the worst animation I've seen on a cartoon. 
The laziest animation. Definitely the laziest. The laziest. I feel like I've seen worse. The laziest animation I've ever seen on a show. The writing is is on a whole other level of bad. Terrible writing, terrible concept, terrible premise, terrible characters, terrible, terrible animation. Terrible, terrible everything. Terrible toyeticism. The worst toyeticism I've ever seen in a show. And I've seen a lot of shows. This is the worst and most egregious toyeticism I've ever seen in a show. Because it's not like they did a good job at it. Mm-mm. Like, at all. Not at all. And then, also, the other thing that's stupid, and I didn't even mention this, is you never get any kind of resolution. At all. For the characters. They're literally forgotten. You have you spend two seasons wondering what happened to their father. And them leading you down this rabbit hole of, like, looking for him and searching for him. And, and then, then it just disappears. Just they don't... gone. They forget about it. They ignore that storyline and they move on with the fucking dinosaur one. And they, ex- they expect you not to notice. But, listen, I noticed. And, and I want to know what happened to Dr. Bolton. Yeah. I mean, because he's... Also, like, all the henchmen. Whatever happened to them? They're just gone. Disappeared. And do do the street sharks ever, you know, revert back? It, it seemed... And there was one episode that we didn't cover that I was just reading... Uh, I was reading... Where they temporarily for. reverted. And yeah, because they... Dr. Paradigm thought that they'd be easier to defeat as humans. So he turned them back into humans. And I they... actually remember that episode. And they went and they turned themselves back into freaking sharks. So I don't get it. Are they are they happy with being sharks? Do they ever want to be turned back into like one of the things that always happened in, in Ninja Turtles? I start so one of the things I, I just before you get there, one of the things I was thinking on the drive here from work was, you know, they're half man, half shark. Half man shark. Half man shark. <laughs> and man bear pig. Yeah. And they are all young men. They're all single. And I Think that they're all straight. And they're all not. Not that it would matter. And they're all banned from SeaWorld because uh, of reasons. <laughs> because of reasons. Well, that's kind of the direction I was going. Is did they end up with shark penises or <laughs> or people penises? Did they get a shark penis covered in human skin or a human penis covered in shark skin or some weird amalgamation of the two? And in that case, how do they have sex? What woman would want to have sex with them? What about if they find a female street shark like Roxy? How do they get blowjobs because of the teeth? I have a lot of questions here about street shark sexuality. That That reminds me of, I can't remember if it was a tweet or just something I saw online where it said, it said, uh, does Chewbacca have like a regular penis or does he have like a dog, si- dog style red rocket type penis? Please help me. George Lucas isn't returning my calls. <laughs> like that's or good. that or that scene from that scene from Mallrats where where uh, where uh, what's his name Bro, who was it oh were they talking the, about the Death Star no 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 the, it was it was when oh. Jason Lee's character was found and was talking to uh, Stan Lee and just started asking him about penises like is the thing's penis like covered in rock how about how about Mister Fantastic's penis can he like stretch it and then later <laughs> on later on Stan Lee's like that boy's got a weird obsession with superhero genitalia. <laughs> Like, but no, like, the, I mean, it's one of those things where like the show's so bad and your mind starts to wander. Well, I was gonna, and I was just sitting there in the car thinking about this show and like all and all of this it made other you stuff think about it, shark penises. It didn't make me think about shark penises, but no, not here, intentionally. Here, here's okay? the not, thing. Here's the point. I was, intentionally. Here's the point I was going to bring up. One of the long, like overarching 
uh, stories or, or storylines of Ninja Turtles is that the turtles want to find a way to turn Splinter, Splinter back into a human because Splinter was human in the com- in the show, not in the comic, but in the cartoon. Splinter was human and turned into a rat, and they spend a you know a good portion of the narrative trying to find a way to turn him back into a human because that you know Hamato Yoshi wants to become a human again. That was his name, right? Hamato Yoshi, or was that Shredder? That was probably Shredder. Whatever. No, it was. Hamato Yoshi was the master of Splinter. Okay, so but, turning him back into a human. So that would, to me, be a logical storyline in Street Sharks because you'd figure eventually they'd want to become human again rather than being fucking half man, half shark, half man sharks. You would think. Yeah, I don't know. Overall, this show is fucking terrible. And you should feel bad for liking it because it's terrible and you're terrible for liking it. No, just kidding. But it was a really bad show. It was so... It was bad. Like, I I don't know if I would say it's the worst. Maybe because this goes, My Little Pony was so terrible for me. This, this is absolutely on my list right at the top. Number one worst show we've ever watched. On Sean's list of worst shows ever, this is number one. I'll say it's in the top three. I'll say it's definitely top three. So your top three are Zelda, My Little Pony, and Street Sharks. I would I would say, um, in many ways, Monster Force is worse than Zelda. Because Zelda made a lot of attempts. They got the right sound effects, at least. They got the right characters and the character names. Yeah, sure, Ganon and, and a bunch of the other characters are crazy rapey. And there's all kinds of just weird shit in that. But, you know... At least they tried. Yeah. At least they tried. They didn't even try here. My Little Pony, I felt like, didn't try either, which is why I, I would, you know what, I would say it's probably in many ways, it's like the male equivalent to My Little Pony. Maybe. Because My Little Pony, those episodes were only 11 minutes long. To me, and they made each episode feel like a fucking eternity. To me, though, My Little Pony is innocuous. It's, it's, it's annoying, but it's innocuous. There's nothing inherently offensive about it. This, there's no shark penises. Well, no, like street, the, 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 the episodes of street sharks are just like, there's no positive about it. At least, at least with my little pony. And I can't believe I'm defending my little pony. At least with my little pony, the original one, like it was something for girls in a sea of shows where there was nothing for girls. You know, it, it yeah, filled, it I mean, filled a true. need, it filled a need that was there that wasn't being filled. It was a show for girls where there wasn't really a whole lot of shows for girls, especially at the time when it was on. So in some ways it was, it was, you know, you could say, argue, make the argument that it was good, but Street Sharks is just dumb. It's so dumb. It is. Pretty... It's so dumb and pointless. And like, I feel worse for having watched it. You know what? It, you know what it is. It just feels like it's a big waste of time. Exactly. I feel worse. I, I I was watching it with Kathy, and she was, I mean, she wasn't really watching it with me. She was doing something else, but she was next to me while I was watching it on my computer. And it was, she was just like, "What the hell is going on? This is this is ridiculous. Like this is ridiculous." I said, "I know it's ridiculous." So ultimately, no, not recommended. Don't watch it. It's a terrible show. And uh, yeah, that'll probably do it. So if you want to talk about this episode, if you want to tell us how wrong we are about Street Sharks. Please, you know what? We, we, we welcome debate. You can do so over uh, at our Facebook page or at, on our subreddit that we started up. We, we just remastered. started getting that going. So 
Um, Talk to us about this episode. You can go to childhoodremastered.com. Mm-hmm. has all links to our social media on there on that on that social media tab. You can uh, check out the uh, podcast network we're part of. That's the ACPN Podcast Network. You can check them out at acpnet.net. There's a bunch of other shows on there that are nostalgia shows or TV shows or 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 uh, you know storytelling shows, interview shows. You can check all them out. And uh, we'd like to thank John Howarth for the use of our intro music. The song is called Nascent. You can check out links to his SoundCloud on our website as well under the music tab. And that's probably it for this episode. Yeah, you got pretty uh, you got pretty emotional today. It's the worst thing we've ever watched. It, and you I will, look defeated. I will stand by. Yeah, I was. You you were pumped full of energy, and now you you look like like you're ready for a nap. You know what? It's like I feel like I I feel like I just pushed. Uh, charles xavier down a flight of stairs like i feel cool because i defeated someone who was powerful but i also feel bad because i pushed a cripple down the stairs you know it's 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 not like a cripple that you sort of at one point liked yeah it's i don't feel accomplished yeah. <laughs> in doing it i don't feel like you this know, definitely uh, destroys your i mean our rose colored glasses for this was were definitely I, destroyed yeah. i kind of went in thinking that they were going to get demolished but not this bad yeah i didn't think it was going to be this bad this show is is offensively bad yeah so uh we have more requests coming down the pike we have some collaborative efforts coming down the pike yeah and again keep the, re- the requests coming if you enjoy our show please share it with everybody that you know and people that you don't know, if there's anywhere that you think that uh, we should be posting our show, uh, I know that we're not on a few services, like I think CastBox and a few other things. But I'll fix that. But there's a few things out there that if you if you listen to a podcast someplace and we're not there, we want to know about it. And uh, if there's anybody out there that you think would be uh, you know a fun collab fit for us, we'll we'll take suggestions and maybe uh, maybe do some fun. So absolutely. So until next time, this is Sean and Chris, and this has been your Childhood Remastered. We will see you next time. Jossum! Cartilaginous!